Welcome to this season's finale of Clem FM. This is a personal episode for me, regarding a very special someone that has recently come into my life. At first this man's physical appearance, poor manners, and ability to appear in my nightmares frightened the absolute shit out of me, but much like the old man from Home Alone, Freddy Krueger, or the once maligned but now beloved Papa Sepsis, he turned out to be quite misunderstood, and he's become like a brother to me, if I was my father. This episode, a fondly titled, Mon Uncle, Manglo. My Uncle Manglo is my favourite person in the entire world. There are a lot of great uncles out there, and great great uncles. But my Uncle Manglo is the greatest of great uncles. Which is funny, because he isn't even my great uncle. Some people might think my Uncle Manglo is strange. But they just don't know him like I do. He can be a bit of a romancer, and likes to tell the odd tall tale. But he's not quite the necromancer that a certain paranormal investigator has made him out to be. He isn't your everyday average uncle. He doesn't take me to football matches, baseball games, or golf viewings. It's almost like he doesn't even know that sports exist. Nor does he teach me life lessons, as most of the things I learn from him have to do with the recently deceased. My Uncle Manglo is a unique sort of fellow. He's really pale and gaunt, with hollow eye sockets, protruding cheekbones above cavernous cheeks, and has uniquely shaped teeth that I can only describe as razor sharp. Suffice it to say, you'd know him if you saw him. But then again, most people don't see him, until it's too late. He really is a charming fellow. His charm is such that it's almost supernatural, and people are drawn to him at times, like for instance in the middle of the night, during the witching hour. Some people find it hard to get to know Uncle Manglo. He can be a little shy at times. At parties he tends to keep out of sight behind shower curtains and inside closets. But when the party is winding down he will always be the last one to leave, and sometimes not leave at all, staying without the hosts knowing that he's still in the house until they've gone to bed and hear him moving furniture around in the dark. My Uncle Manglo truly is one of a kind. Sadly, the rest of his kind have been hunted down and vanquished over the last few centuries. Time flies when I'm with Uncle Manglo. I'll just be sitting there and notice him staring at me intensely, and before I know it, darkness has descended. I have mud on my boots and an acrid smell about me. Yep, we sure do while away the hours together, he often reassures me. The bond between uncle and nephew can be a strong one. Why, it can rival the bond between father and nephew. But my bond with Uncle Manglo is the strongest of all, thanks to a ritual he performed on me with his favourite ceremonial dagger. Uncle Manglo takes me to all of these cool places I've never been before. The morgue at the zoo, the regular morgue, and sometimes an outdoor cinema, located in a graveyard. Though it's always in the early hours and no films are ever playing, it's nice to spend time with him in the moonlight, watching a blank inflatable screen, while we unearth rotting bodies. He's not much for the outdoors, my uncle, preferring to spend his time in crypts out of direct sunlight, but he finds enjoyment through intellectual pursuits, like reading books, bound in human skin. My uncle is a real raconteur, and I love hearing all of his stories. 
they're usually told in the form of desperate incantations, babbled in an ancient tongue. He does a lot of funny voices, and really gets into the performance, enrapturing me while I lay on the wooden floor shirtless, surrounded by candles, in the middle of a pentagram. I tend to dream about Uncle Manglow a lot. In these dreams we do gruesome things, and I'm never in control of my actions. But when I wake up, Uncle Manglow is always there to comfort me, and to explain why there's so much viscera all over the place. Sometimes my uncle and I go on a fishing trip. We never catch anything, but we always cruise back into port much lighter, after throwing those heavy bags of trash tied to cinder blocks down into the murky depths. I'd do anything for my Uncle Manglow. I care about him deeply, and have this irresistible compulsion to obey his commands and do his bidding. Uncle Manglow came into my life at a very uncertain time. I wasn't certain he was the long-lost uncle he was claiming to be. I went over to my folks' place to ask them about it, but they're getting on in age, and all they seem to be able to do now is stand there with their arms out in front of them and their eyes rolled into the backs of their heads, while emitting a low, unsettling hum. But I settled the matter by putting them in a nursing home. Despite all of this, Uncle Manglow quickly gained my eternal trust when he made me drink a steaming cup of green slime from one of his many bubbling cauldrons, and all of my uncertainties about him somehow vanished. Uncle Manglow loves animals, but it's an unnatural love, born of spite and a willingness to use the innocent to meet your own ends. My uncle is a skillful magician with impressive ledger domain. He can make anything disappear, handkerchiefs, pigeons, incriminating evidence, and sometimes memories. The only thing he says he wishes he could make disappear is that pesky paranormal investigator that really has it in for him. My uncle is perhaps best known for his love of practical jokes. He's always putting venomous spiders and snakes in my bed, and also short-cheating it. He's also tricked me several times into sniffing his lapel flower, and squirted me in the face with blood. Well, I got him back once by doing the old switcheroo on his salt and sugar shakers, and he got so furious that he didn't speak to me for a whole week. My Uncle Manglow is a real health nut. He single-handedly got me to quit drinking. He says that my liver needs to be in tip-top shape, and that alcohol really ruins its rich flavour. Uncle Manglow is always ready to lend a helping hand. When I asked him if he could help me move house, he loaned me three of his undead slaves at a very reasonable hourly rate. Uncle Manglow saved my life once. Granted, the experiment he did on me was to see if he could reanimate my corpse after brain death, which did necessitate him having to kill me. But by God, the old son of a bitch brought me back from the eternal nothingness that awaits us all that I was trapped in for close to 14 minutes. And for that, I owe him my life. Big time. Some of my friends were jealous of my relationship with my uncle and tried to get him arrested. But Uncle Manglow worked his charm on all of the police, and they became subservient to him. He often liked to claim that he was above the law in an official capacity, and not just above the laws of God and nature. Things were perfect for me and Uncle Manglow for a while, but then that paranormal investigator had to gum up the works. He figured out where Uncle Manglow has his nananaps, and went to the condemned building, and opened his sarcophagus late one night. He chased my poor uncle down and trapped him in an elevator shaft. He had some smart-arsy comment about sending Uncle Manglow back to where he came from, then dropped an elevator car on him. Needless to say, my uncle was crushed. But his remains were never recovered, 
so he's probably just gone somewhere on vacation to recuperate and plot his revenge. I haven't heard from Uncle Manglow in a long time. I miss him terribly. One of the last things he said to me was that he'd always be with me in here, then touched my chest, right on the scar where he'd cut me open and put a little piece of himself. I'm reminded of him most on nights when the moon is full and the scar itches and glows red and fills me with animalistic urges that I cannot account for. I don't know if I'll ever see my Uncle Manglow again, but I'll never forget the good times I had with him, many of which I have had to retrieve through countless sessions of regressive hypnosis. Since my uncle's disappearance, most of my free time is spent being gagged and wheeled around the grounds of the facility I've been remanded to, but I eagerly await my Uncle Manglow's return. When that day comes, the orderlies and psychiatrists here will regret that they ever called my Uncle Manglow an abominable figment of my imagination. He'd take exception to that, as he's always considered himself to be quite abominable. Quite abominable, indeed. Mom.